So you're a fan of Atlanta United. And you heard ATL on Fire has crazy insights to your favorite team. Or maybe you're just here for the crazy. Amar said it? You've got to be kidding me. Nah, I'm here to produce, keep the sanity, and of course, drink wine. Or maybe to hit the buttons. And crank up the crazy. Whatever you're here for, we're going to talk about it all. I'm Dave Cass. I'm Mikey Dobbs. And I'm Carmen Butler. And this is... The ATL on Fire Podcast Show. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of ATL on Fire, episode number 90. Wow. The podcast where we talk all things Atlanta United Football Club. And as always, I am joined by Dave and Carmen and Simon Katz, who's going to be our European correspondent guest to uh, talk a little bit of footy across the pond. But um, how's everybody doing this evening? Good. Yeah. We got a fire, too. How, how are y'all on the couch? How's the couch going over there? Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> couch is good. Nice and comfortable. All right, all right, all right. We have Simon with the uh, iced tea. Is that... Um, uh-oh. Uh-oh. We have things going on. <laughs> My house is breaking things. <laughs> and the rest of us yeah. have what? So I have a special treat for y'all. This is uh, my and Enrique Alvarez's wine that we make from the Emerald Hill Winery. This is this past year's vintage. We have two different ones we'll be trying tonight. Uh, most are Norton from our vineyard. Uh, most of the, the wine is made from Norton, but it's also blended with Cabernet and Merlot. And the two have a different set of blends such that one of them is a little more Merlot and the other one's a little more Cabernet. So it was in the barrel six months, and it's only been in the bottle for six months. So Correct. very young, popped it before it should be, but we're right. he, we're here giving it. We're uh, trying to give Atlanta United a boost for the playoffs, that's people. Right, I feel so special. Yeah, and after after you know three or four sips and my palate adjusting, I'm I'm enjoying it. <laughs> All right, yeah, I am thoroughly enjoying it. Okay. Yes, very good. Now I can't really taste whether there's a strong. Difference in the cab or the Merlot blend mm-hmm. on top of the Norton on this one. What's your take? <laughs> He's trying to figure out which, whether this is the Merlot or the cab. Oh, you know, I can't get that all into there. So what do you got? What do you got, Dobbs? My, you got a 50-50 chance. I know, but my initial instinct is actually Merlot. Well, you with, should have the other one and then it will help you. Yeah, it'll, you it'll help. But I feel like there's a little bit of the tan, more of the tanniny okay. taste from a Merlot. Okay. But that's my first First right. gut check. We'll get back to it. All right. All right. So uh, we have a MLS Cup playoff game to talk about where Atlanta <laughs> went on the road to Columbus, Ohio, and they never got out of the bus, Dave. Actually, uh, we would be remiss if we did not mention our oh. sponsor first. Good call. Wild Heaven Brewery. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was at Fox Brothers the other day, yeah. you know, barbecue, and I was um. thinking to myself, could you imagine Wild Heaven and Fox Brothers at Tokyo Hills? Uh, heaven. Yeah. yeah, that is heaven. So you boys, hurry up that. You know what <laughs> also is a match in heaven is the <laughs> fact that Nick and Wild Heaven decided that they would uh, partner with some vineyards in North Georgia, like, uh, like Wolf Mountain Vineyard, which right. is a great place to visit. Uh, on a fall evening up in Dahlonega, Georgia. I heard we're heading there soon. Uh, yeah, we are going to try nice. to do it on a, on a Friday. So we need to maybe after the podcast talk about when we go up there on a Friday and uh, and plug in. All right. So 
Broadcasting from the vineyard. I'd yes. say, and if my employer is listening, um, I will be working that Friday. Yeah, we're no, <laughs> just so you know. Uh, it's only an hour and a half podcast. Yeah. Okay, right. so um, we'll just start working much earlier that day. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we we're going to talk about the Columbus game on the road. Where do we have to? The yeah, we. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah, it's it's going to be a tough talk. Um, we will talk a little bit about some uh, international soccer with Simon. Okay. We're, we're going to talk about the preview of the upcoming game tomorrow night at Mercedes-Benz, the rematch. Will we um, do anything different than, uh, than what we saw? And, you know, obviously a home field advantage, uh, but we've got Almada back, so that's great. And maybe we talk a little bit about the rest of the MLS Cup playoffs. Talk about how our predictions right. uh, started to unfold. We maybe be- even mention the new women's national team coach. Oh, oh there yeah, you go. That's right. Yeah, so we got a lot to talk about. All right. Let's go. Let's giddy up. Get All going. right. Columbus uh, beats us 2 nothing at Oof. home. Uh, it should have been one nothing in the first six minutes, I think, when, <laughs> when Gressel goes uh, – up the right side, and, and we just get slotted with a ball that goes over to him. And somehow he's – I think he had a little bit of moment, a panic. Like, <laughs> I can't score on my Atlanta United badge and just, decides, hesitancy, just yes. decides to dribble it, you know, to the end line and wait till Wiley catches him. Yes. And he's like, nah, you know what? I'm not going to shoot. Exactly. I think that's what happened. He just didn't even shoot. He just didn't even shoot. I, there was no explanation. He Dave. was in sort of through on goal. He was a long way out, so he had a WrestleMania. His heart was broken to take a shot against his former. Aww. It's the only explanation. It is the only possible explanation. It's the only. Thank you. It Gressel. was that bad. Wait, it was I mean, that do we bad. Need to take a look at yeah, it. Yeah, if take, I can find it. Let's I don't take know. a look. When was it? Was it literally in the first six minutes? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, for goodness' sake. So That's yeah, great. so. It's it's right around there, yeah. A little before, maybe. Maybe a little bit after. Anyway, okay. but uh, I'll maybe keep a little talking. after. I don't okay, know. I'll keep you, you find it. I'll look for it. And then, uh, yeah, then the wheel. He knew that he could afford not to shoot because he knew yeah. he had the game in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. But y'all keep talking. I'll look for it. But we did, um, we did just not do a lot overall, offensively or defensively in the game. Uh, I think you mentioned some stats. We had, uh, what, one shot the entire game and none on goal? Yep. And they had eight shots on goal. You want to go right to the I'm going the right to the stats. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, why? Right. there's no reason to beat around the bush here. It was shots not a good game. were 14 to 1 in favor of Columbus. Shots on target were 8 to 0. That means they could have played without a goalkeeper, Mikey Dobbs. Oh, for Because we had no shots on goal. Uh, <laughs> that can't be good. Possession was fifty to forty nine in favor of Columbus. Uh, key passes were eleven to one in favor of Columbus, and expected goals was one point eight five for Columbus and point zero seven for us. That's got to be the <laughs> lowest expected goal yeah. ever. I don't even know you could get that. Like if you just kick off, you get more than that. Yeah. <laughs> I, Carmen, so, I think it's like right at the very beginning of the yeah, game. Yeah, I didn't see maybe it. Maybe it's not in this replay. Might, yeah, 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 some yeah, of the. I didn't see yeah. it. Sorry. Anyway, guys. go. It was on one of the replays. It don't matter. It was, it was painful that we even. So what? What about even the setup on that? What exposed us to allow them to be able to slot a ball right between our two center backs? Well, I want to go. I mean, I'm going to get to answer that question by way of. Talking about in the press conference prior to the lead up to this game, some of the things that Pineda said. Um, 
So, um, oh, where did it go? Uh, where did it go? Uh, <laughs> he said that uh, Pineda said that we consistently give up three good chances every game. True, right? And he told the Apple TV guys that he had poured over every goal looking for a solution. Mm. This really astounds me because literally on almost every goal, including on the on the on the Gressel play there, almost every single goal or chance that we give up starts with a player on the other team being absolutely wide open outside of our outside backs. Yeah. It starts almost every time, and we'll get to it when we go over the Cucha Hernandez goal. Same thing. Right? Right. Um, so how Pineda can pour over every goal and say he hasn't figured out anything since he's basically he said, look, you know, I don't see that we're just, you know, consistently making some different mistakes every time. There's nothing consistent. I don't see any problems. I don't know what he's watching. I so I am going to spend some time putting together a video clip of every goal scored against us. Okay. And uh, that, that'll allow you to kind of go through and like <laughs> coming we'll, to the off. We'll do like a very fast review every, every single goal and maybe even get like a little pen out and be able to you know, do some drawings <laughs> on top. Can of we it. send it to Pineda? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Presumably he has better foot. Yeah. Because let's also <laughs> talk about really that. Looking? I don't know. Because he's going to end up being the coach next year, isn't he? Yes, he is. It's so painful. It doesn't matter what happens in this series. He's going to be the coach. Yeah. That's the prediction. Which we For me, anyway. I won't speak for you all. You agree? We limp into the playoffs, like, barely in sixth place, okay? Barely in sixth place with, again, what I will say is, like, a, you know, at least a candidate for MVP, a candidate for the golden boot, the best, one of the best center backs in the entire league. And everything in between as far as starters, you know, you can point fingers here and there, but not chumps, right? Like, yes, we have some issues in our midfield. Um, but come on, to come in sixth place coming into the division? And the other thing about, you know, you say going into this game, one of the things to talk about the stats, you know. Um, so Columbus and us are both the highest uh, goal-scoring teams in the MLS, right? So we produced uh, 66 goals in regular season, and it was second only to Columbus Crew 67, right? Yeah. So and you got to say, like, okay, here's the positive. Pineda is an actual genius. But actually, it turns out, expected goals-wise, we were only seventh, actually. So even if you go on that standard, we're outscoring what we would expect. We should have finished seventh place in scoring of just based on expected yeah. goals, and we finished second, right? What that says to me is that the players up top are really good, yeah. right? And I thought, we've been talking about that a lot. So, you know. Yeah, they are really good, by the way. And, 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 and I think counters. it shows in this game in the end because we only lose one player. And if, you know, Pineda suddenly had an awesome offensive system and he was a offensive genius, we lose one player in Almada, we still should have gotten opportunities. We lose one player in Almada and we didn't even come close. We didn't get a yeah. shot. Yeah. We didn't get a shot on goal. <laughs> so that also belies the this idea that we're we are tactically an offensive juggernaut. I think we are a sum of really good players. Yeah. Um, and we should mention that Almada wins young player of the year mm -hmm. and Gigi wins newcomer. newcomer of the year. So what that's saying is the whole MLS is telling us that they think, you know, those are top five yeah. players. And I can't think of, I mean, we had no significant injuries throughout the entire season. 
No. We missed some Miles Robinson due to international and stuff during the beginning of the year. But health-wise, I mean, we had we missed, what, Braguzan for like a game yep. or two? That yeah, was it. a few games. But that was it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. No, no, no excuses this year in terms of health. Yeah. No. And now he's going to say it's the mentality of the players. Oh. Yeah. Mentality of the players. Yeah. Got to be stronger minded. Yeah, because we finished once again, as we talked about last podcast, we won't we won't beat a dead horse here. But last season, we were one of the worst defensive sides in all of MLS. And this season, we were one goal better. We were still also one of the worst. We were second worst in uh, this year. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's setting us up for this game. So the first goal came pretty early. Was in the well, can we talk about the starting lineup? Yeah. Well, so, so, so we went with five in the back or three in the back, however you want to call it, right? Yeah. So we had Abram, Miles, and Hernandez as our three in the back, and then Wiley and Lennon as our wing backs, and then in the center of the pitch we had Fortune, Josetu, and Moyamba, and. Am I wrong? Was Moyama playing more of the defensive in that three? He started sort of that way, yeah. but it didn't. But that's what they said. It was on the. They were actually kind of on the graphic. They had him as like the holding, yeah. Yeah. you know, defensive role there. And then up up front we had uh, Saba, who didn't start. We had who was on the right side up there? Lennon. Lennon, right. Yeah, Lennon uh, was on the outside, you know. Yeah, yeah, forward. and so then, yeah, we were playing two up top, basically. Yeah, we were only playing two. We were only playing With Silva, Silva and, and Gigi, Gigi okay. as the only two. There we go. So Lennon was asked to be that forward guy. Yeah. I mean, one thing was very clear is that even though Lennon technically was playing right back, there was no way, shape, or form he was playing right back in that game, mm-hmm. right? He was actually up all the time, yeah. basically, almost as the front, the third front, you know, player in a front three. Yeah. So my question to you all, I'm going to throw it out to Carmen and Mikey Dobbs and our European correspondent, Simon. Um, is it fair to critique Pineda for switching the defensive system when to a back five when we haven't played back five in, in, in quite a long time? We I did play some earlier in I'll the I'll jump in. Like yeah. I, I actually didn't hate that we were changing things up and at least going into uh, on a, a away game where we clearly were going to need to play a better defensive shape. So in terms of like the formation, I didn't hate it. Now, again, how you actually execute it is the difference, right? So if you played Wiley and Lennon as true defensive players in that system, I'm okay with it. But did we, Dave? You know, it's funny you say this because I was trying to set you up. And, and, and you said exactly what I was going to say. So here's my problem with so it. So I didn't even let Carmen or no. Simon talk. No, you all what did. What Mikey Dobbs said. Do you agree, Simon? What do you think? No, I completely agree. Ah, sometimes I get it right. So here's the thing. No, I think you always get it right. That's the problem. <laughs> so I can't get mad at you. Um yeah, so my problem with it, so on, I agree with you completely. On the one hand, yeah. like playing five in the back without an Amada on the road yeah, against the made, best team in the MLS makes total sense. Yeah, right. If they had actually played five in the back and sort of, I'm not saying that you, nobody could go forward, but you had to start by parking the bus and frustrating the heck out of them, get them all marked up. I have one more point. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. If you don't play 
a guy who's only played basically two MLS games as starters, which is fortune. Yeah. When you have Sosa, who you've shunned off the roster and the team, who is our best defensive player. So that's point number two. Did you read my notes? I didn't. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's would... what I was going to say, right? Because that's the other problem is so then it allows you to park the middle. Yeah. And you've got a veteran guy reading the game. And Sosa's obvious solution. You, and no, it's fortune. You do that and you let Moyamba up front like be the, yes. the free-wielding yes. all, all-action player. Yes, let him be the all-action go up. Yeah, as long as force he, him to make a mistake. As long as he didn't play like he did in the game, which I think he was kind of... He, he was a little reckless in that game, let's just say. But, aggressive. You know, he, was aggressive. he was aggressive. <laughs> but I think it was because he was also asked ahead of time to play differently. So I think he went into that game with a different mindset on how he – so I don't know. Um, anyway, but, yeah. And then we we have plenty of scoring power up there with Silva and uh, Yakamakis. So if you just sit back and recycle it up to them, they could just do it on their own, honestly. I agree. Wholeheartedly, those that two, has to be the system. So you basically say enough you, to get us you a goal. frustrate the heck out of yeah. them. You, you have everybody marked up. You don't let anybody get free, and then you try to counterattack them, and then send Lennon, who Lennon honestly is not a good winger, right? He actually is really effective when he's coming forward because. When he's open, he's a really effective player because he can serve whatever, but he doesn't go by people, whatever. So on the counter, he's perfect, right? And he's got a tremendous motor, right? So him sitting back, being the extras, really taking up space, and then surging forward, same thing with Wiley, is brilliant, right? Invite them all forward, and then boom, try to hit them. It's funny you mentioned the the initial question of like the formation where I thought, because then I saw that, Five in the back, I was like, all right, Pineda. I was like, yeah, this is better than going in there bold and I saying did. we're going to stick with the 4-3-3. It's right? madness without Almada. Like, we're going to get crushed if we went in there. At least, like, the idea was right. Again, the execution was just all off. Like, yeah. <laughs> So the other thing that, that, that happened in this system is that um, he almost had Hernandez um, at times man-marking, right? Um, sorry, let me get my notes. Yeah. He, he seems to be, he seemed to be man marking Matan, who's their, you know, playmaker guy, you know, and he was coming forward a lot to mark that position. Yeah. Um, and I don't mind that either. Like, like they actually, he pulls the strings for that team. And so if you're going to frustrate the heck out of him, yeah, sure. Man, mark that yeah. guy. Now I would also say you might want to man mark Cucho Hernandez, who's by far their best player. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't have a problem yeah. with that. But, yeah, I mean, even Hernandez got up on him on the goal that he ended up scoring and going by Hernandez on. But you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it wasn't that bad of a goal. Um, I mean, it was a heck of a shot, and it was good speed to get around Hernandez. Could he have been out there earlier putting a little bit of friction on him? Yes. I think that was the problem. Am I jumping jumping the gun here? <laughs> yeah, so play the clip. Play <laughs> play the clip. <laughs> is this the first Mikey goal? Mikey Dobbs is taking it over. I love it. Look what's yeah. happening. Okay, I don't yeah, but I mean, it, that was that was the problem with the play is, right. is yeah, Hernandez yeah, just needed to be right before halftime. Right. To your point, be up, up and on him a little earlier. And again, you've talked about it and equated it to football, Dave, where all you got to do is bump him a little bit, make him go outside a bit, right? Where he just drops off a little bit there. And then, yeah, by the time he gets over there, not enough, not enough elbow grease on him to push him off or throw, throw off that shot, right? Which is always going to be a difficult shot, but he just slots so it So go up, back up to the start post. of that clip, Carmen, and just freeze it, right? Um, 
again, it shows so how play, pinch, pinched and then, in he is. And then I'll, he's, so first of all, even okay, three stop. in the back, he's, he's, he's way in. So first of all, so we're talking about going on the road and you and I, Mikey Dawes, were talking about, that's great. You know, if you frustrate the heck out of them, right? So we go on the road, we play five in the back. Does that look to anybody like five in the back? It looks like five. What happened to it the looks five? Like, it looks like five are coming back in that frame, but there's definitely not five in How the many, back. Simon, how many players do we have back? Uh, two. Two. Yeah, so we have Miles Robinson and Hernandez just absolutely isolated the two of them, right? So how is that parking the bus? So um, to me... You know, I would have said, look, you should always have at least three guys back when you have five. Probably we should have had four back all the time, right? Because, you know, you just can't get... Yeah. get. And by, and by the way, like, we played the... We, we made it... We, we got outplayed, but it's still 0-0 zero, zero at this point, by the way. And it's, it's, yeah. it's in extra time at this point. And why not go into the locker room tied, right? We frustrated. Mm -hmm. Columbus crew is going to be frustrated. They had the better chances. Like you can come in with the momentum at that point yeah. uh, with the team. And now look at this. You got two in the back and uh, yeah. Kucha and Hernandez, even with, despite all that, he's sort of all the way pinched in to try to help. And he's leaving Kucha out wider for yeah. him. Right. Cause Kucha just drifts out wide. He's actually completely off sides. Yeah. This but he's moment. smart enough to drop off. He here. just holds up. He, kn he knows he looks over right here and he says, yeah. I'm offside. Yeah. And then he slows, slows yeah. down and drops out wide. Yeah. A little so bit. play the clip again. Yeah. Slows down. Yeah. Just and then boop. Two, three touches. Shot with the left foot, upper 90, near post. Yeah. And um, yeah. I also think, and I know you're probably going to disagree with me on this, but I think it's actually pretty shambolic goalkeeping. Oh, it's terrible. Ah! Brad, Brad Guzan in this game. Because he actually, oh. if you watch his body language, okay. he totally telegraphed that near post. Well, upper I corner, hate to right? agree with you. But and, yeah. and, and so as a goalkeeper, you got to take that away. Yeah. He... I, I, I think Bragzon had a really bad game. He had some saves, don't get me wrong, uh -huh. but it was the game was already over when he was having those saves. Really? So he had some really nice saves like in the second half because we were getting drummed, and that's great and all, but he also had some moments in this game where, what are you doing? There was at least, that, that was, I agree, like it's harsh because it is a nice upper 90 shot, but like the, again, the old Bragzon stops at. And there was another one, like there was a couple times where he just didn't uh, come up with the ball, like he coughed it up in the box, and we got lucky that no one was there to finish it. There was like two or three moments where he just does not look sharp. Okay, you want to do tactical board right now before we finish the clips or whatever? Yeah, if you want to do that, take take over Carmen's spot. And All right. What, now, now as you get over there, um, what are what are we gonna what are we gonna analyze here? Is this? Um, Things in this game or things that we should be doing differently, things that you're seeing. Um, uh, we're, we're in transition here. So. Sorry. You know we're not good at this part. Yeah. This is <laughs> So I want I want to basically, you know, this is something we've been talking about a lot all season, but I want to actually just diagram it in a different way and I think get people to think about it a little bit differently. Um, so I want to talk about the fact that we leave a player – out wide of our our outside backs open all the time yeah okay all right so all you got to do is switch the tabs here on the, the yeah. chrome and we are up and running are we up and running 
Anybody want to come join me by the fire here if you're if you're cold at all in the balmy 55 degree Atlanta weather here you can come sit by the fire. I'm a woman of a certain age, I'm always hot. So, um maybe we'll actually show it. We'll good you in here, but um in this game, I mean how many people, let's start out with this idea. How many people are deathly afraid of your boa? Never heard of them. Of who? <laughs> Yeboa, the outside back. I mean, Yeboa looked like, honestly, like one of the best wingers in Europe in this game. I mean, he was just amazing. Because this is what happened. So for those of you who are not on the YouTube channel, what we're just showing is that our problem, our problem, Pineda, is that we pinch in all the time and... Even when we had five guys in the back, if there's ever a moment where you can afford to have a guy matched up out wide, it's when you have five guys in the back. Yeah. And at the very beginning of the game, before Lennon ever went forward, we started with five guys in the back. And I'll show it to you. I'll bring Lennon back because, you know, in this particular play, we had this. And in the first few minutes of the game, we looked like this. Mm -hmm. All bunched up. Holding each other's hands. Yeah. You might as well, you know, you remember when uh, you play uh, Red Rover, you know, and you <laughs> hold hands and they send the other guy over, right? This is what we look like in this. And it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Because so, so what are the ways that you win the ball? Right? When you when the other team has the ball, what are the, what are the, as far as I can tell, there are basically three main ways you can win the ball. Yeah, well, there's an errant pass that you pick right. up. Right, so there's an intercept. You can intercept. There's a good tackle. A tackle. And... Um, or the other way that you can stop somebody, actually, yeah. is a foul. Yeah, okay. Right? So those are the three main things that you can do to stop the opponent. You can get a good tackle in. You can get an intercept. You can get a foul. Okay? So what we do all the time is we have this guy wide open, Yeboah out wide, right? And when you do that, right... When they play a ball out to him, right, there is no way to intercept that pass, right? Yeah. There is no way to get a tackle, right? Yeah. So the only thing you have left is either, you know, as you get back out there, he starts to run at you. You can maybe get a tackle or a foul but, as he's running at you like but here. But nothing immediate. You have, to right. you have to watch and assess and then... Go, right. go to the next chapter. What kind of system allows them to get out of the back where nobody can get a tackle or an intercept? You have no possibility of this, right? And, I, and, and I'll talk about there was a moment, you know, I mean, we can just go over it many, many, many times. But um, in the 25th minute, we had all the midfield... Um, uh, all the midfielders are back. Columbus has absolutely nowhere to go in the midfield. Lennon is pressuring or whatever. And they just popped it right over out wide to that guy, to Matan. Who would, and Matan was going there all day. I mean, he obviously was well coached. But they said, hey, you know, if you're ever having problem getting on the ball, we know that space is open. And he just drifted out here. And in that particular case where they were trying to get out of the back, the ball was sort of in here. They had absolutely nowhere to go. Lennon was actually sort of here. And all they did was just pop it over his head to this wide open guy. Yeah. And the other part is so frustrating to this is like in that case, all that effort in the midfield is for nothing. Yeah. Absolutely for nothing. Right? So my point about this is 
How in the world do we ever expect to stop anybody when we clearly give the other team an out where they where we cannot get a tackle in and we cannot get an intercept? Yeah. And we have nobody close enough to get an intercept or a tackle on that play. Yeah. And in this case, right, it's fine even if Lennon's up there pressing as long as you have Hernandez outright pressing right. on the top. So Hernandez in a five could be here. Now, he doesn't have to be, like, literally holding his hand. But now if he's here, right... Right then, if they try to play it, now you have the possibility of an intercept. Uh-huh. Right, or by the time the ball gets there, even if they make a perfect yeah, ball, he's, he's here, and now you can get a tackle. Yeah, tackle or or, down. or if he makes a perfect touch, first of all, you force him to make a perfect touch. Second of all, he's probably just by having the guy there, he's going to turn around and play it back because he's afraid. Right, and even if he makes a perfect touch. He turns, in this case, Hernandez, and he beats him. You're still close enough you can foul him, right? So yeah. you have, in that case, all three of the options for winning the ball. Yeah. And that's my point. We give those guys on the outside where they have zero of the ways we can win the ball, right? And if you're going to have any kind of system, you cannot have anybody be able to make a pass out, and you can't have either an intercept, a tackle, or a foul. you got to have all of those. Yeah. So that's my point. All right. Tactical board. Well done. The three ways you can stop people is to intercept the ball, tackle it, and win it, and or foul them. Slow things down. I like it. I like Tactical board. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else you want to talk about in that game? So we talked about the Cucho goal. Do you want to talk about the Hernandez foul in the box, or is that just, I mean... Sure. We I mean, can show the clip. We so. can show the clip. I mean, uh, it's going to be called a foul. So Zande Silva makes a really bad giveaway, which means that they're able to play it right up to Hernandez, uh, up to uh, uh, sort of Cucho, who's dribbling on Hernandez again. And uh, I think it's Cucho. And then, um, um, you know, he dribbles and and Hernandez makes a dive in, you know, biting kind of stab at the yeah. ball and gives away a PK. Yeah. But show first of all the oh. giveaway. Let's see. It's a little before that, I think. Before. Yeah. This is it right here. Right here. Yeah. Right here. Yep. That's oh, that's right. where it's happening. He's about to get. That's actually the replay of it. But let's can we start a little further back so yeah. you can see where start it first gets back. Away. Yeah, right there is probably good. Yeah. Right. A little further back, actually. A little, f- little further back. Bit more. There we go. Okay. okay. Let's so Silva it. gives it up, you're saying? Yeah, so we play it right here. Silva's got it, and then he gives it up right there. Yeah. Stop. So it's a bad giveaway, right? Silva shouldn't have cut it back. Yeah. He got double teamed. It's a bad giveaway, right? But there's a bad giveaway, <laughs> and then, you know, we should have well five guys back, right? So first of all, one of the things you'll notice, right? It's a bad giveaway. Where, where is Lennon? Anybody who's talking about us playing as as a five in the back? I don't even see him in the frame. And this is my right. point, was what I was going to say to you, Mikey Dobbs, is that if you're actually going to go play the three defensive midfielders and you're going to play five in the back and you're going to stop him or whatever, yeah. you got to play a little defense if you're Lennon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at this point, he he must be up there beyond Gigi. Mm-hmm. Like he is like must be in the eighteen of the other teams. 
Yeah. He was okay, bombing so, up waiting for Silva. So to play, <laughs> keep playing. So he dribbles at Hernandez. He should have help, and he does. It looks like Robinson's coming over, right? So he's nowhere to go, and then Hernandez makes a silly yeah. foul, right? Oh. Boy, I will say, though. Was that soft? Abram's defense. Go back to that. Rewind it a little bit. Just, just I want to tell defenders here. Okay. Go back. Tell me when. Yeah, right Hernandez or Abram? Abram. Keep, okay. keep going back, yeah. Watch Abram drop here as as it comes in. Abram's back is to this guy. You turn your hips there. You don't run back like that. That's terrible defense. Yeah. yeah. That's terrible defense. You turn yeah, you gotta your gotta be sub C ball and man. You see ball and man. Yeah. How is he like what le- like what <laughs> level is he being coached at? No level. Zero level. Even though although he's a Peruvian international. I mean, come on. He's heating up. He's that is piss poor. <laughs> He's way too casual. I mean, I know he, he didn't end up being a part of that play, but, I mean, come on. If he had actually, I mean, how is he going to defend the guy behind him? Okay, With so his now. Ba- his back's to him. I mean. So, Hernandez <laughs> certainly didn't, Ronald Hernandez certainly did not do himself any favors in this game. Right? You saw he got beat by Cujo Hernandez on the first goal, and now he's giving away the settled penalty. Yeah. And I would expect, based on Pineda's vindictiveness, you will never see him again. Oh, ever. No. That's ever. the last. I agree 100%. Really? That's the last we're ever going to see Ronald Hernandez. Probably ever as an ever. Atlanta United player. I think she said as an Atlanta United player? Yeah. Ever, ever <laughs> play again. Yep. And oh. it's not because it, it, I mean, how many games has he started this year? Maybe four or five? Yeah. He had a little stretch there. And he played well in those. Yes, he did. But now you throw him in a, you know, brand new system with a game that we're already getting killed in. It's, you know. It was, but here's it, was, it was a dumb, it was a dumb stretch there. But, you know, he's never going to forgive him. He's going to totally yeah. throw him over under the bus for that forever. And we're never going to see him again. I'm going to jump in He's here. like Glenn Huddle. Okay. He's like Glenn Huddle. <laughs> I will say Atlanta United is not doing him any favors because on both of those mistakes or whatever, he was left one-on-one with a guy running in transition mm-hmm. with, to be fair, on the second goal, he had help coming over. Yeah. First goal, he was just one-on-one. Yep. I yeah. Mean, in both cases... Right. There was a guy allowed to run at him. Now, in the second case, you would say, well, maybe that's not a problem because it was a bad turnover and the guy was in space. Right. But in that case, he had a support. Right. Um, In the first case. Right. The guy was allowed to run at him. You know, Cucho Hernandez was allowed to run at him and and Hernandez never had a chance. So if you're Hernandez. Right. There's no player. All these people are going to, and then they've said on Twitter, if you're followed on Twitter, oh, Hernandez is just worthless. He's the worst player, whatever. There is no defender in the world, really, who's going to do well in those situations. Yeah. Now, does Miles do a little better in those situations? Of course, because he's got incredible speed and physicality, right? And he reads it really, really well. Is Hernandez Miles Robinson? No, right? But if you're Hernandez, right, if, or if you're coaching Hernandez, to get the most out of a player like Hernandez, you've got to give him a chance to, to think, match up. I think he can be, I, I don't want to put him at Miles, but he can be a, a, an A-minus version of Miles Robinson. I mean, he's, he's super athletic. Um, if he was coached on that, go back to that first goal, where he's not pinched in as much, I think he gets out there and puts enough pre- pressure against Cucho where he does a nice enough job in the one-on-one. But I agree with you, Simon. I think, you know, at the end of the day, right, like, you know, that's if he, you know, you give a tip, tip of the hat if he's out there and, you know, he goes by him and he scores a great goal. But 
He shouldn't be in that, you he shouldn't be in that position. You cannot allow players to be running at your backs continuously. No backs can survive that. They will get beat. They will get fouls. They will get penalty kicks. That happens all the time. Yeah. You cannot allow people to get running at you, and you cannot allow them to have free crosses, which yeah. is the other thing that we do all the time. Right? So yeah. if you're Pineda and you're looking at the three amazing chances that we give up a game, that's it. Yeah. Right? Stop allowing them to have a free reign out wide where they can run at our players. Yeah, yeah way too that's much it. too much steam. Yeah. They, by, I mean, that first goal, Kucha already was able to drag it and get a full head of steam. He was, he was coming right at Hernandez, like, full-on advantage. Yeah. And Pineda, even in preparation for this game, the game tomorrow night, he said, you know, one of the things that we were, we were really good, we didn't allow any gaps through the middle. And I'm like, yeah, but you allowed us to get absolutely killed out wide. So what gives? You, you cannot have a system that way. I mean, you just cannot have a system where you continuously give that up. It's just yeah. any defensive system has to start with giving your backs a chance to always, when they try to play that forward ball, we should always have a chance to get a tackle, an intercept, or a foul. We should always have okay. a chance. And if your defensive system doesn't allow for that, then there's something wrong. And how in the hell... If you're going to go again with this system that, again, I think should have been defensive-minded first, do you not see a beautiful cross come in from Lennon or Wiley early? Like, how hard is it with 90 minutes of soccer for one of those two to just put up a bender to George Yakimakis and even Silva is not a short dude. He's pretty powerful. Like, between the two of them, how do you not just give yourself a chance? Well, you with bring the cross? up a really good point, right? So, so our system here was five in the back, but obviously, as we showed very clearly, it was not. Lennon was far, far forward all the time. And you say, all right, well, if we're going to do that, Lennon's got to be able to create some offense. He did nothing, nothing, right? So all of that giving up all that space was for nothing. what? Yeah. What? Nothing. I mean, he got nothing. He got no crosses that you were talking about, no chances, whatever. Actually, the only decent cross in the entire game was by Wiley, who was actually back the whole time and still got forward and made a good cross. And to be perfectly honest, Lennon can do the same. Stop pretending like your right back can't make a run forward. He can. He can play defense, and he can make a run forward. We see this all the time. Yeah. Especially if there's a known factor that Wiley stays back, right? When Lennon's bombing up, then you're like guaranteed again to have four in the back. Yeah. So and this just, is what I would say, you know, what I was talking oh. about. When we play five in the back, we play four in the back, whatever it is, you know, one guy can have a license to go. You should always have that. If you restrict your defenders, then they make a great intercept and, they, and then they have, you know, I call it the invisible dog collar where they get zapped and they can't run forward, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that we should never happen. Yeah. Those guys should always have the freedom to do that. But if you do that, then you should have all the rest of the guys back. And all those guys' jobs is to get matched up so that when they play forward, we can either intercept or tackle or foul. Okay. So that was the Columbus Atlanta game match one MLS playoffs. I want to talk about one more thing. All right. Right. So drag us back. Drag us back. Well, the center midfield and then center midfield subs. Right. So first of all, we started with fortune. Yeah. Right. And we talked about, I mean, Sosa, like crazy, you know, but so, so how do you feel about us playing the three? And then Muyamba was on all the, 
Yeah, the yellow card, right? Yeah. And he looked like he was on the verge of getting sent off. So he did sub him yeah. right oh. at half, and he brought on Saba for Muyumba. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, I certainly don't dislike Saba giving us a chance to win under normal circumstances. But as somebody who is watching that game and sitting at the betting table in Vegas, it was done, man. That game was done. <laughs> We had no chance of winning. So I, as you saw in the text, I was like, you know, and you can't do it. I get it. You, you can't just, you can't wave the white flag. But I don't know. Like, I would rather not put our starters out there. I'd, I'd even give Saba more, more rest and let him just prepare for the home game because we are never going to come back in that game. That was my opinion. Um, I know it was a, an extreme one. I like the sub. I mean, I agree with you. It was done. I mean, done. I don't disagree. Uh, I like the sub because you get Muyamba off. You don't get him sent off. I like the fact that it was Saba as a, another midfielder who can Muyamba actually play on the ball. obviously had to come ball. off. Yeah. I, I agree that Muyamba probably should have come <laughs> off. Um, so I don't mind that. I just think that the problem is, you know, if Saba was playing in front of a base that you felt defensively good about, yeah. But you're now looking at the, as looking at the, in the beginning of the second half, and I'm like, we are now in the critical playoff game on the road at Columbus, and the heart of our center midfield is Fortune and Josetu. If you had said to us preseason that in the critical playoff game that our center midfield would be Fortune and Josetu, would you have been happy about that? No. No. And now imagine that game. Like I don't know if you agree with me, but imagine if you had Sosa and Saba playing – kind of the attacking Almada position in the center midfield there be, behind Silva and Gigi and then say Moyamba and Sosa guys just sit back and defend with also the other five in the back. And then yeah, license to kill Lennon license, to kill Wiley with again, you got Saba and then Silva. And G I mean, that would have been, that would have been something to see. I would have taken that from the get go because Saba could have started that game. I don't know why, you know, if you're going in there to try to win, I also don't know why he wasn't on the field. If you're like, we're going to try to steal some points here on the road, I don't know why Saba also didn't start that game. Yeah, I would have said, actually, if you had a Silva or a Saba choice, you would say, you know, the, you lost um, you lost Almada, who is a creator, right? And of those two, the guys who much more the creator is Saba than Silva. So if you had to pick one of those two, I would have picked Saba, not Silva. Yeah. Uh, now, you might have said, all right, well, Silva's possibility of getting a, a counterattack, long ball, whatever. But that's not how we played again. We didn't park but, the bus and play counter. But also what I like about Saba up side by side with Yakamakis is both of those players, and they could have done this interchangeably, is drop back a bit. Both of those players seem to be good at dropping back, yeah, being able to the get play. the ball, hold up, but also drop back and, and bring it forward for one another. I think they're, they're capable of capable of that i mean silva is too i mean he's got the the footwork to do that but i just think he's more tendency to be out wide and attack from out left so we walked out in the second half and we had fortune and Josetu playing midfield against nogby and morris Ooh. right i mean they have one of the best center midfields yeah. in the whole mls nogby is you know one of the best and morris is a very young good really excellent center midfielder yeah. and I was looking at that. We have no chance. Like, we get just absolutely overrun in midfield, and yep. sure enough, we did. So, so wait, are y'all saying at halftime 
We should have thrown in the towel. Like we knew that there was no chance. I half. I I thought so. I mean, uh-huh. I and I, I disagree with that a little bit. I felt like we 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 had no chance, and I would have. But I would have gone for it. See, either get the equalizer or... Well, as soon as you're only one down, one goal, you can't give up yet. But either get the equalizer or give up another goal. As soon as you give up the second goal, I probably would have... Well, got it. Brought the on the, the reason I say this, too, for people listening, because that's madness, right? You don't want to yeah. just try to throw in the towel in a game. Okay. But this is an MLS playoff where it's best of three, uh-huh. okay? And you could see that our starters weren't getting it done. And we didn't have a whole lot of options other than bringing Saba in and, and Muyamba off. That was our play. Yeah. Like, that was our – so I'm thinking, okay, instead of, like, Saba coming in and, like, somebody getting hurt or whatever, you play it safe, bring in whatever mix of whatever we had available, and I, I can't go back to the bench, but let somebody be a hero, whether it's Wolf or somebody come in, and if they get it done, they get it done. And then you take off, you know – you, you take off some of your players you just want to be a little more strategic with, that to me would have been smarter because we were just, I didn't feel like we were ever winning that game. Gotcha. Of course, if you were going to be smart, you might have started at, I don't know, Cincinnati on the last day when you played Almada yeah, and that, got him sent oh, off. That too. Right? I mean, that's the time we should have yeah. been smart. Anyway, I want to say one more thing, which is in the 31st minute was probably our only decent chance of the whole game. Um, Miyamba played a great ball in behind to Gigi. He actually sort of dribbled in circles and went on a walkabout. But anyway, and then he finally found Silva wide open for a shot. And you were like, well, we didn't have any shots. And that's because he never shot. It was on his weaker left foot, and he wasn't willing to even try. Yeah. So he had an open shot from right at the top of the box. The only shot we had, if I recall, was somebody was dribbling in the box out wide right. They cut it across. If they had let it go, like between their legs, it would have gone to Yakamakis, and he would have had a—he definitely would have had a shot on goal. But instead, that person intercepted it and laid it off to somebody. Like I, I think, think it was, was Saba trying to find Gigi in the box. I don't know. Why. And then, and then, uh, then some, and then Silva laid it back off to—I think it may have been Moyamba or Fortune who tried to bend it near post and just bend it, played it wide. I think it was Fortune in the end. Fortune in the end, shot, yeah. shot it, and you know. No but one thing I wanted to bring up that that one clip for is because you're like, Silva looks like a really dynamic player. He's pacey, he's strong, he scored some goals, right? And you're like, where did he come from, right? And the question is, do we resign him, right? Because he's, I think he's just here till the end of the year right now. And everybody's like, yeah, resign him, resign him, resign him. And then I had this moment of pause in that playoff match where he had a chance to shoot with left foot. He wouldn't even try it. And you're like, mm, maybe that's why he's, you know, he's allowed to sign with us and whatever. Yeah. So how do you feel? I don't know. What, he his, you? Well, his salary was like, if I recall from the salary, thing, it was somewhere about half a million. Yeah. Cause I was shocked that, um, the, the new striker, Jamal Terry is, just, just just over a million. million yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the red card angry machine yeah. who comes on in the last. <laughs> so. I, and by the way, they brought him on. You look, were like, I, bring him on and see if he can get a red card. Yeah. And they did bring him on and he did get he a yellow did, card. He did. He did start going <laughs> so, on that path. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, again, that's what I would have rather seen is bring on the Hanson brothers, right? And and at least like frustrate you know Columbus right and I'm being serious though like in a game like that like you'd have brought in some younger players and say look be smart put some friction on the other team really push the edge of like you know making sure you're out there getting really physical 
and frustrate them. And sometimes that can turn a team where they had a really good first half against us, you know, a little against what was working for them. So if you bring in a wolf, you bring in the madman Jamal and say, hey, guys, get out there, but don't be stupid. If you get if you get a yellow card or red card, I'm be pissed. But I want you to get out there and One get out. One thing I can't help but think about when we went to five suddenly for the playoffs, right? In our title winning side, when Tata won the whole thing with us, right? We went to New York City FC where they're amazing at home. They have the best record. We won away at New York City FC, and and Miles Robinson didn't play the entire season, and he suddenly started in that game in a back five. It was his only start of the entire season in the playoffs, right? And you know, I think Tata went into that game. Now it was a home and home. It wasn't, you know, just for for one for one off. But he went into that game and he was like, "We gotta frustrate the heck out of them. Hope to get a goal on the counter and let's play that." And I thought that Pineda was gonna do that, but he clearly has no ability to think about that or to go with that. He is not defensively a good enough coach to be able to say that moments we're gonna put out a system to frustrate the other team. We just can't do it. It's impossible. And if you can't do that, you don't have that tactical flexibility. Your only chance is to go and try to beat them, you know, on and out, one out, and you can see what happens. Like, we had no chance. So, Dave, are we ready to fly Emirates and, uh, and go over to Europe? I want to say, just to keep us honest, so we made predictions before the game, mm-hmm. right? So, first of all, uh, I called us losing 3-1, to one, and you had us losing 3-0. to zero. Uh-huh. So neither of us had it completely right. Um, That's because so, Gressel got paid off, man. <laughs> I think, did you do this? Wait, I'm putting it together now. It would have been 3 nothing, and I would have been right. But I think together. it's really sad that you and I both had us at no chance in this game. Yeah. And, and then the reality was... It, was really, that's what really happened. Was we had no, no chance, chance in yeah. this game. Now, maybe with Almada, we would have been a little bit more positive or whatever, but we, we should, even without Almada... We should, you know, be clearly the underdog. But yeah. We should have had a chance. We should have been in this game. We should have had a shot on goal, right? There is no chance that we should be dominated like that. Yeah. An Atlanta United team that has a way higher salary, and I know that doesn't mean anything, but we have a very good team. You go player for player, right? I would take Atlanta United over Columbus player for player on the team. I think we have a better roster than they do. Yeah. And yet we had no chance in that game. So what's the difference? Coaching. Yeah. Mm. I think, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that the answer is that. So now, Carmen. What's up? How did we do in our predictions? Oh, Simon, can you help me out, please, with my piper? How are we doing so oh. far? We made MLS. So that this is all the way through... Even the game twos that have happened? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's see. What do we have? So let's you want go me to first go the eight, nine games, right? All yeah. right. So eight, nine. We're going to start in the West. So yep. eight, nine games. Uh, Cats and I had, had, sport, sporting. had sporting Kansas City. I had San Jose. And you had San Jose. So we're right. So Dallas is wrong. Right. X yes. for me. Yep. Are we going? We're going both eight, nines? Yeah. Okay. In the East. Oh, darn it. Um, I <laughs> in uh, Red Bull New York versus Charlotte. I yeah. had Charlotte, and you guys had Red Bull. Yep. Okay. So okay. I'm the only one who had both, yeah. right? You're the only one who had both, right? Those are the playing games. Yeah, those are the All right. Now games. let's go to the regular. Okay. So in terms, I guess in terms of the ones that we know, 
you know, two games, we know what's happening. There's not going to be a third game. Right. We all had St. Louis. And we all and failed. We all Although failed. I will say, all of us, absolutely, if you go back and rewind the podcast, all of yes. us said St. Louis had no chance to win in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I think we basically all had them going out in the next round. Right? I th- well, yeah. we didn't go to the next round, but we, we all next, said. That was the sentiment. Though. Yeah, yeah, we all said, yeah. except for Elliot, yeah. we had him going to the finals. But the rest oh, of us oh, were like, there's no way that's don't happening. Knock the, no, don't knock the fan base. Don't knock the Sorry. Where are you, Elliot? I don't see you today. Um, and staying in the West, we did all have LAFC. So they've gone through, right? Okay. They've yes, they through. did. Okay. And that, I, I don't know if you, you, dear podcast listeners, if you watched that game, but, um, you know, Vancouver was down one nothing in the 90 something minute. So they had to score. They had a corner kick. They send in the corner kick and they've got everybody up. It was you have to with the goalkeeper up. And LAFC wins the first header right out to the top of the 18. And Vancouver's got a guy who's coming in. Looks like he's going to have a volley or at least some chance to get it back in. And the ref turns to run up the field and literally runs him over. Like, knocks him over before he can ever get to the ball. So he never gets to the ball. And then LAFC gets a run out to an open goal and scores. And Vancouver's losing their mind. They're like, how is that not referee? You know, the referee has the discretion under the new rules to blow the whistle when he's actually impacted the play. How is that not impacting the play? He ran over the guy who was going to take the shot for the equalizer. (laughs) So what do you think, like, the pro refs meeting? Is it when they huddle and review, like, hey... Um, I think there's a lot of laughter. Do you think maybe <laughs> like, what did you, you should have blown the whistle on that yes. one? Yeah. But did he even know? That's my question. Or would he have been like me and been like, I just knocked some dude over? I have no idea what was Oh, going he on. knocked him over. He said, knocked him on the ground. He had to, he knows. Like, he's not like, he slammed into him. Okay. Now, you might say, look, you know, is that an unfair advantage to now give it? But it's not a free kick. Keep in mind, it's, like a drop ball. it's a drop ball to okay. the team. So they yeah. would have had everybody backing, would have dropped the ball. It wouldn't have been a huge advantage. Yeah. You have to blow the whistle and drop it for Vancouver to have, you know, their last chance. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No brainer. Has to be. <clears throat> All right. I missed that, but okay. Very cool. Um, so where are we? So uh, in the West, um, what we got? Tonight is Real Salt Lake in Houston. Uh, Houston won the first. Okay, who's got hope? Uh, I have Real Salt Lake, and you two have Houston. So if Houston wins tonight, once again, I am completely wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like a trend here. Uh, mm -hmm. Um, Okay, and then uh, the other one in the West, Seattle and Dallas. We all have Seattle, and that one is tied up. One-one. One-one. They both won at home, but are going back to Seattle. Back to Seattle. And Seattle looked really good the first game. And really bad in the second game. And really bad the second one. Yeah, and that's what I think is the key. They can only win at home. Dallas, I mean, mm-hmm. what's his name? Ferreira. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. missed two sitters in that first game. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought that Dallas actually looked the better team. Really? Had Jesus Ferreira. I mean, I don't know. As I told you, I'm balanced, not high but, on Seattle. Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't. Just not that high. To, you know. So coming out of the West, right, I had Houston making it all the way to the final. You guys mm-hmm. have both have LAFC? Is that yep. true? Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, I have Seattle. I have okay. Seattle. Okay, Dobbs have Seattle. has LAFC and you have Houston. Okay. So we all disagreed on the West. Right. coming out of the West. All right. So are we okay? So we're moving on to the East. Um, Mikey Dobbs said. I was going with the Red you Bulls. You went with the Red Bulls <laughs> over Cincy. Yeah. 
You were stuck with Charlotte, if I recall. I, uh, yeah. So I, yeah. So you, you, you went with Charlotte? You, I went with you Charlotte. You carried no, it not, on. not over Cincinnati. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I had Cincy. I had uh, Cincy. You did have Cincy. Yeah. Okay. So I, so oh, okay. Katz and I had Cincy right. and you had Red Bulls, which is a decent. I have you down for Charlotte. I'm going to go back and listen. Let's go back and listen. Let's I'm go gonna, back so and I'm listen. the only one who has yet to lose. Now, say what? Wait, well, we, St. One, Louis, yeah. we got oh, yeah, you. Oh, yeah, we all lost St. Louis. You're right. You're right, we all lost St. Louis. Calm yourself, Louis. Cats. Yeah, Calm exactly. yourself. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other three, we don't have any, but no one's won uh, straight out, but Philadelphia won their first game. Yeah. They've New only England played one. Looks. We all have Philadelphia. Done. Um, yeah, they did not. Yeah, that was not pretty. Um, what do we got? Columbus and Atlanta. I have Atlanta winning the next two. Y'all both have Columbus. But did you all see the, was it, is in this game? I'm not mixing up. Andre Blake's save, was it in this game or was oh, it the previous I did game? See that. Oh, my freaking yeah. My that comeback is going to be the Orlando matchup, by the, by the way. Okay. You think Nashville's yeah. coming back? No, I said it's going to be a comeback oh, against you. Yeah. Because we have, all have Nashville. Yeah. Right. I have Nashville. You yeah. have Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. And now, admittedly, that was the one I was like, yeah. I don't think, but I picked Nashville. Excuse yeah. me. So. Hold on. The comeback is going to be me oh. with my Atlanta call. Oh, yeah. Winning the next two against Columbus. Simon. That is beautiful. Simon, are you with me? Simon, are you with me? <laughs> all right. Absolutely now, not. I'm going to make okay. us do one more prediction now that we've gone through. <laughs> right? So, tomorrow night... Do we win and force a game three That's or great, not? Great like question. I, I think we have to. A, because we're going to the game and we are good luck. So what's your prediction? I think that we will win by one goal. And I don't know what the scoreline will be, but we're going to win by one. Okay. Or we'll win in, PK, in PKs at home. You got to pick one. I can't pick both. No, you got to pick a score. It's kind of the same. Th- oh, we got to pick an actual Let's score. Go for oh, okay. a score. So you definitely have Atlanta winning. You have Atlanta winning. And? I'm going to go the score is 3-2 Atlanta. Okay. Ooh. Simon. What do we got? I think, I mean, I think 2-2 after regulation. That's not a bad guess either. Atlanta wins in Penn, so I guess 3-2 Atlanta. Yeah, so it's kind of the same. That's I was going to say, it's going to be one of those scenarios. Yeah. You don't like it because you agree with us. Yeah, that's that's, that's exactly my pick. That's exactly (laughs) what I was going to say. Like father, like son. (laughs) That's what I was All right, Carmen, let's mix it up then. Just go big. Go big. Go big? Yeah. Okay, so we know I have Atlanta winning. No, go with what actually is going to happen. Don't listen to Mikey Dodd. Go with your heart. He makes the worst Go with your heart. <laughs> Every time I go with Mikey Dobbs, it goes badly. Yeah. But I'm going to go that we win by two. Let's see, what's the score going to be? We are going to go 3 1 Atlanta. We get the last one late. late. Ooh, I like yeah. that. I like That's that. not a bad. Now, bad here's the other thing I want to bring up. So let's say we do go to penalty kicks. I think we have a very good penalty kick side in terms of we have a number of players who can take penalties, mm-hmm. but we have a goalkeeper who oh. hasn't come close to making a save. You're but right. Oh, but wait, hold, okay, let me think. Now, Columbus's goalkeeper is not so great either. Yeah. He's just young. Uh, Shullet? Yeah. yeah you young. know what? I'm going to give Guzan the advantage in a PK shootout. Because he's a veteran. Yeah. He's a veteran. Yeah, a you know veteran. how to read people. Well, he people. did in, in that one. He's been horrible. In that Middle one League. PK thing where he left the ball in the net and the ref was like telling him to get it. And he's like, uh-uh. Yeah. That was baller. Right? It I was, love it. but he, he was, still right? got scored on. It doesn't matter. Well, though. <laughs> 
Good think, intimidation. Yeah. Not, not so far. I'm going to give Guz, well, I want to say I'm going to give Guzan the advantage, but I also think Columbus will probably miss some. No, like, and, completely miss some. And after, after the part, penalty kicks, do you think when the reporters ask Pineda, did you practice penalties, the answer is... <laughs> Simon's saying yes. Yeah. What's the yes. answer or what really happened? Yeah. Really no, ha- no, what do you I think they, I think they practiced PKs. Yes. Because yes. remember, famously... We lost to Columbus the first year in the playoffs. That's a, right. That would when be a Tata, fire. That would be a fireable offense in this playoff format if you're not. Well, well, like literally, somebody should be watching it. If you they, know who Tata. admitted they didn't practice penalties? Tata. They went out on penalties that first year yeah. to Columbus. Now, granted, they had Zach Steffen in goal, and he was but, amazing, yeah, and he made like three saves, yeah. Yeah. but. But also, Tata wasn't in a playoff system that is a best of three where PK... Still knew the rules. PK's, <laughs> like, he probably... That's a lame excuse. A bo- Tata it, probably didn't because he actually understands real like how real Dallas soccer... Because like, no, Tata is like a real coach and he's probably like, wait, we're doing what in this league? I can see him doing that. Looking around He's like, like, wait, this hell? is... He's like, I didn't actually... Re- like, I thought Don't this we was have a normal. replay? Yeah. I was like, this isn't normal soccer? Yeah. Okay. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because right. he's actually a legit That's coach. That's very not Mikey Dobbs like, but okay. All right, so we've done all that. Wait, 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 wait. Did we get his? Did we get Cassis? You just agreed yeah, with Yeah, he's had a 2-2 tie yeah, we, we, with us fine. winning in penalty He, he was upset. I was upset and, and or, exactly what I was right. going to say. I love the way Cat sticks with it. Like, you and I, Dobbs, like, if somebody else gives the exact same thing, we're like, yeah. well, we can't do that. What yeah, exactly. <laughs> can't do that. And then Dave acts like he's smart because he's like, oh, yeah. I was like, I, I got to be the antagonist. It doesn't mean I'm stupid or, like, you're... You know, exactly. That's Nobody how he's... ever called you stupid. You're brilliant, my yeah. guy. Okay. Now, yes, before right. we move on to the European segment, mm. how, how do we like the second wine? Because we've now oh. moved on to so the second I, wine. So I was going to say, that was my segue. Okay. Well, Carmen, I'll let you answer first. Cause I'm, I really, well, you know me. Wine gets better every glass yes. you drink. I like the second one. You like the second one yes. better? Yeah, definitely okay. like the second one. Um. I agree. I like the second one better, but it's hard to tell at this point whether it's the third glass or whether it's actually better. Now, I am going to guess, though, that this one, which is A, I believe, that I'm drinking now, the second bottle, is more cab-heavy than Merlot. So, Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. He correctly predicted the Merlot and the cab. I don't even know what to press. What do I press? That's not the one I wanted. Now, kids, if you can predict stuff like this, I wouldn't say that's necessarily a good thing. <laughs> Everyone has but, a talent, Mikey yeah. Dobbs. Sommelier, Everyone has a talent. Mikey Dobbs. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you know, I, I don't, I used to really like Merlots, and it's been years since I've had one, so I almost strictly drink cabs, and so I've, I'm proud of myself. I was able to distinguish, so. Okay. Yeah. I'm impressed. All right. All right. On We're, to Europe. On to Europe. So, there's a lot to talk about in Europe. We're about, what, 10 or 11 games into the EPL season. We got La Liga action. Am I right on that? Uh, Simon's, uh, yeah. no- Simon's nodding. I'm, keep me honest here. Um, we've got UEFA Champions League. We've even got, what's the other, Europa League stuff. So there's probably a lot to talk about. I have only watched a few of the European UEFA Cup games. I've watched uh, a lot of the EPL games. So what are, what are we talking about here? Simon, what do you Simon, want to talk about? What do you want to talk yeah, about? Where are we going? What's exciting um, you? Ten games into the EPL. I mean, let's start with the EPL, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, so what do you think early on the EPL? So today was a disaster for Tottenham, two red cards. Well, actually, I have a question for you guys. Okay. Based on the state of VAR and referees in the EPL right now, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know, there's a lot of controversial issues recently yeah. with penalty kicks, red cards, all that. Do you guys think that there's a problem with VAR right now in the Premier League? Okay. A hundred percent. Throw it to Mikey Dobbs and first, who was a big proponent of the VAR. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of the VAR. And this is why your dad and I got a little, little tussle, maybe two or three podcasts ago. Um, because I'm a huge proponent of technology. Handbags at six paces. But what I will say, if you go back and listen to all mine, and I like how they did it in Qatar, and I, I think... This is how VAR should have been installed from the very get-go, right? A, it should only be for, is the ball in or out? Did, was it a goal or was it not a goal? Did it cross the line for a throw-in or whatever? That's how it should be used. It shouldn't and be. And offside. And, and offside. So things that are defined by a line, okay? I think technology can solve that as I've always used my equation to tennis. Now, the problem is the way that they are implementing it and bringing in undue emotion and not enough testing, (laughs) not enough testing of getting it right a hundred percent of the time before they ever deployed it. So Mm. you deploy enough cameras and I can tell you outright, if you get some engineers from MIT and Georgia tech that say we get enough cameras here and whatever algorithm is, we have basically run every soccer tape, in every scenario that can pretty much happen, and we know whether this is offside or not, and that's what goes down to the referees, and they just call it. And there's no time delay. That's how the VAR should work for offside. It should be instantaneous, and the program like that beat AlphaGo or whatever in, in the Go game works, and it just sends it down to the referee, and it is what it is, and nobody can argue with it because the damn computer's right. <laughs> I listened to the VAR conversation in what is the Liverpool one, Simon, where they had they actually released the VAR video of the guys. It was they like, did? oh, there oh, were there were was like a horrible mistake. You want to tell us about that you one, can, Simon? Sorry, I'm going to give this to Simon here in a second. Okay, well, but sorry. Simon, you could hear them arguing, and you could say that's not the algorithm. That's a bunch of humans <laughs> a bunch arguing. Of JoJo's in the booth arguing. <laughs> Somebody should put a All right, Simon. On this guy. Yeah, so uh, what was that game? Liverpool. Who are they playing? Like, um, Luton. Is this last week? This weekend? Uh, it, was like, no. it, was it was a couple weeks, weeks ago. ago. A couple weeks it was ago. a big game. Oh, the awful yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, who was that? It was that? Tottenham, right? Tottenham, I think. Liverpool yeah. versus Tottenham. Yeah. yeah. That's it right. was, um, yeah, and they, and so <gasps> there was like, was it, was it awesome? It was a goal called back, right? I think that's right. Yes. Yeah. And um, but the guy they got confused because he did or didn't raise his flag. They were just trying to decide whether or not to overturn it. Now he had raised his flag, so it was but called offside. But yeah. the the VAR people didn't recognize that right. the sideline judge had raised his right. flag. They yeah. thought that they he hadn't, so they said right call because right he call. was onside. Yeah. Like very but, quickly. <laughs> but so they they actually in the in the booth they got the call right. Yep. Right. They they figured it out. They got the call right. But they thought that he hadn't raised his flag, so they said they said confirmed, right? But he raised his flag, so the confirmed was actually offside, and yeah. so they were trying to confirm that it was offside. So it was just a miscommunication. It yep. had nothing to do with the actual call. They released the tape of it, yeah, and they actually <laughs> released the tape of the VAR people saying that it was onside. Clearly onside. Goal should count. 
call confirmed. Yeah. And then the referee says, call confirmed, offside, free kick. Yeah. And they should have immediately said, no, 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 no. That's not what we meant. But they never no, stopped they, they did. So you listen to the VAR refs. They're saying that to the what? refs. Like, you got to stop the – they're like talking. Like, you got to yeah. stop the game. You got to stop the game. This is – this. Is a, it, it was – you got the incorrect call. They're calling it down, and he's like, I can't do anything. They've, he's The head ref was like, I'm refing the game. The rule is they've kicked Shambolic. it off. It's already done. Holy yeah. They had crap. taken too much time since the, yeah. since the incident. Shambolic. Yeah. And once you kick it off, the head ref, and the, he's like, you guys missed your chance to tell me. Still oh should have gone back. Still should have gone back, but they didn't. Somebody didn't. That's when you have too many chefs in no the kitchen. No guts. So yeah. they couldn't have gone back because there's too much time. You're yeah. 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 And then it passed. Yeah. So they're like, it's. Now it's imagine. Now, hold on. This because I do believe in the technology. And this is what's going to happen. Imagine your mind going ahead three years from now. Uh-oh. And your Mercedes-Benz or EPL will probably be the first to get it right since they're screwing it up so bad in the biggest <laughs> league in the world. Instead, of, you, know, the, you know, when they say like under review yeah. and like on the sign, it's going to be within five seconds. It'll be onside or offside. It's going to be a green or a red. And everybody's like, yay! Or, Ugh. and they'll just know whether it was on or offside. They'll get it right because it doesn't cost that much to put in another 10 cameras in every one of these stadiums to run the algorithm to get it right. There's too much money in the league to get it wrong. And Unai Emery's statement in in yesterday's game and what's got, what happened. And I don't know if it was offside or I actually thought that the guy got pushed over more than offside. You're talking about Arteta for Arteta. Yeah. Yeah, Arteta was complaining about, and and on that review, there were three reviews. There was, was it out of bounds? (laughs) Right. Was was it offside? And was was it a push? push? And I'm going to say out of all of those, it was definitely a push. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the, the, the the guy got three half calls. Don't equal a full call. I was going to say, and is there a certain order you have to go in by the time? Yeah. Yeah, when it happened, oh, Simon, do you agree with me that he got pushed over? Uh, honestly, I don't really know. I don't. Yeah, it was tough. It was. I think they got the call right. I think there was nothing definitive in the VR yeah. to say that you should overturn that goal. And honestly, if there's nothing definitive, a goal should be a goal. Yeah, right? I, the computer shouldn't be taking away goals. The fans want to see goals. I'm, I'm wearing an Arsenal jersey just yeah. because I was in my closet and I used to be an Arsenal fan. An arse. yeah, That's yeah. an impressive jersey. It is falling apart. It's it. falling apart. I like maybe it. maybe well, they're going to fall ones. apart uh, this season. I don't know. <laughs> but this could be the signal. But no, I you know I have no problem with that being a non-call with a ref who was right there watching and saying, okay, he didn't get pushed over. He you know you, there's a feel as a referee of what really happened, if you're sitting there watching him versus 60 frames per, per second in the VAR, that's where VAR shouldn't be involved in those types of calls for the most part, for the most part, unless it's like a malicious play. And I have to say, we talked earlier in the season, I said Tottenham's for real because Postoglu, their coach, the Australian is for reals. That was their first loss of the season. Yeah. They were undefeated. I know. They, what? Since what? Tottenham. Tottenham and Arsenal were undefeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the London teams. Are, I couldn't yeah. believe it too. I was, <laughs> I was shocked that Tottenham was at the top of the league, undefeated. All right, this is a perfect segue. We want to talk about who's leading the league in other leagues in oh, Europe. Yeah. Oh Simon, yeah, Simon, who yeah. we got? All right, I think let's start with. Uh, I mean, let's start with the Bundesliga. Do you guys okay. do you guys that's, follow the Bundesliga at all? That's of German, right? A little bit. I watched <laughs> yeah, the I watched the Derby against Dortmund, who right. didn't didn't get off the bus either, did they? <laughs> no, they did not. 
<laughs> or either that or Kane got off of two buses. Yeah, Kane is, Kane is red hot. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Hat trick. I forgot about He's on Kane. fire. He's doing well. Harry Kane. Yeah, oh he God. scored 15 goals already in the league. Holy so. moly, really? Now, yeah. okay. I'm curious, Simon, uh, um, Michael Owens came out with a quote that said he uh, he buckled by going to Bayern Munich because he felt like Harry Kane should have gone to Real Madrid or a bigger club. Do you think that there's any validity bigger to that? Bigger club. What? No. They're European champions many it, times to over. To me, it makes perfect sense for him to go there. Yeah. I mean, he's been chasing, like, he wants to win. Yeah. And, They're and a winning club. You're definitely yeah. going to win a title. Yeah. Yeah. However. <laughs> well, well. See, now, you asked who's leading, and I would have said Bayern Munich. But it's not Bayern Munich, it's is it? not Bayern Munich. Really? Does anyone want to guess Fletch. who's leading Bundesliga Ooh. right now? I would I, I guess Strasbourg. I don't know. I'm no. just I just because I just know another yeah, name know. of a team. Bayern, Dortmund, Hamburg, Freiburg, yeah. what other German uh, city? Wolfsburg. Uh, <laughs> you guys definitely know this team. Of course, we know uh, this team. It's but. um, it's Bayer Leverkusen. Bayer Leverkusen. Okay. They haven't been great since the. Remember they went to the yeah. Champions League final with um, oh. uh, Ballet, um Hey, um, but as we all know, Bayern Munich isn't going to have any of that. They're coming back. Oh. They're going to win the Yeah, game. I mean, yes, definitely. I, I would still think that Bayern's going to come back in the end. Yeah. Um, yes. They're close now, right? I mean, like, that's not like a Yeah, they're, huge I, I think second. it's only okay. one or two points. I even have $1 in my wallet to bet that. Ooh, I'll, wait, what are we betting? What are you betting? That Bayern Munich for $1. You have a lot of cash in there. Oh, there's a $5 bill in there. I never, I never have cash either. I know. Right. <laughs> podcast has gone <laughs> off the rails, dear podcast <laughs> listeners. Mikey Dobbs is pulling out cash. All right, yeah. next league. Where are we going? Uh, okay, we can go to uh, the French League, League oh, One, Farmers League, mm. Farmers League. Indeed, okay. this one I know. I'll go last. Oh crap! What's the question? Who's leading? And I'll give you a hint too. Okay, I'll take a hint because well, I have hint. no idea who's yeah. winning. There's an American on the team. You're everywhere now. Really? Uh, <laughs> let's see. I need to phone a friend. All right, I'm gonna go I with. Think uh, so, unless I have it wrong. Just because I'm gonna. <laughs> have it wrong. I'm gonna assume it's not PSG. Yeah, that's, a, that's not the only one Paris I know. Because they're always they don't have a, any Americans. They're always and a dumpster fire. Do you know what American is on the team, or do you just know they have an American on the team? I'm gonna go with Marseille. They have a famous American. Marseille. Ooh. No. no. Lyon. Did they have a team? I don't even know. No. They're doing well though. They're doing well, but Lille. No. no. That's I'm, I'm going to keep going now. So there's a, here's the hint. The okay. striker plays up top for the U.S. national team. He was a former Arsenal international. Oh, uh, dad, dad. You are wrong. I'm wrong? They're not leading? They are not winning <gasps> right now. Oh! Oops, never mind. That is literally so the Monaco first is not in first? Monaco is not leading. Are they in right second? Now. They are not in second either. Whoa. Okay, now I don't, then I have no idea. I'm totally wrong. No clue. I thought Monaco, weren't, weren't they leading? Was that a week ago? They were, two weeks yeah, ago? they were winning like three three weeks ago. <sighs> okay, yeah. it's so cool. They scored a lot of goals. They were, I was going to say they were scoring goals for fun. Yeah, they. Yeah, oh. I think they still have the most goals in League One though. Okay, I know the team that is leading for a little hint. Okay, has actually scored ten less goals than the leading goal scoring team. They've scored. About average, but they also have given up the least goals in the league. Okay, defensive juggernaut. Uh, I can't even think of more like yeah, French. I, that's city. all I know. Say. No. no. What other cities are in France, people? 
I don't, thought it was Monaco. It's not Monaco. Dang it. I have no idea. All right, not tell us. Uncle. It is Nice. Nice. Oh, that's oh. fancy. Actually, near Nice. Nice. Whoa. Okay, so. Nice is leading the French League. Yep. Okay. Is that again? Is it by a lot, or should we be waiting no, for like, it's like a typical? Team I know to come PSG's up? in second, and it's okay. It's really close. So is uh, Mbappe going to Real Madrid over the uh, winter break? I would think so. Oh, yeah. over the winter oh. break. Winter break. That's like soon. Uh, I don't. I think, think he so. closes out the year. Yeah, because he he's, he's he'll become a free agent at the end of the year. Yeah. So there's no point for Real yeah. Madrid to sign him. Okay. Hmm. Oh, Mbappe. Mbappe. Somebody you should. It's, he's like Neymar. Like Neymar must have rubbed off on him because it's like. And he's actually, a good player though. And, no. Oh yeah. Well, Neymar's a brilliant player. I mean, Neymar. Neymar is literally the only player that has the all-round game that like Messi has, like in the modern era. Yeah, but to be fair, Neymar was always hurt. Yes. Yeah. We missed way too many games to be considered one of the greats. Yeah. Like, was at, at his moments when the he was most in the game. goals ever for Brazil, though. Yeah, but that's still, a hell of a stat. Uh, the best Seriously? ability is availability. Ooh. <laughs> See, uh-huh. dropping the wisdom over here from the international correspondent. It. it doesn't help you if he's on the bench. <laughs> it doesn't. All right, so where are we going next, Simon? The Syria. Yeah, we can go Syria. It's a little boring this year, though. Uh, is it, well, it's yeah. always boring. The Americans. Juventus, yeah, AC Milan, Milan doing well. Inter Milan, mm-hmm. what do we got Roma, I mean, Napoli, but neither of them are leading. Pretty much all the Italian newspapers expected Inter Milan to win, and they're and they're winning right now. So. The surprise has been Napoli, who's fallen off a little bit because they had that yeah, great they had a, Champions League run last year. They had a tough start to the season, but they've been one of the hottest teams. Didn't since. they lose a couple of players though? Napoli didn't they sell a couple of their better players? I mean, they had a lot of rumors that they were selling them, but not really overall. Oh, okay. I mean, so the they lost thing. the main center. So, back. how do you think? Who's the main center back? Kim Min Jae. Yeah. How do you think uh, Pulisic and Musa are doing at Milan? What, what are your thoughts there? I mean, I think that was a good move for Pulisic to go to Milan. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, he's been scoring goals. Mm-hmm. What about McKenney and uh, who's the other one at uh, Juventus? Weah. Tim Weah. Yeah, Tim Weah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. McKenney, he kind of like starts, kind of doesn't start. Yeah. A little I think on he's the one who's struggling the most of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Weya has a starting spot, though. Yeah, Weya's got a starting but he's playing right back, right? He's what? playing right back in a, in a, in a five. He's a back. very attacking right wing back. But like a uh, linen, for yeah. instance. A linen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> but he actually, even, even in, I mean, this is um, Allegri, right? So even then, he starts back. Okay. He actually plays defense. He's actually asked to mark somebody and actually make a tackle and play defense. Shocking. And then he can still get forward. So what's what is the, that? What's the last league we're going to do? La Liga? La Liga. Oh, biggest well, surprise of Holland. the season. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we saw... So La Liga's got to be Real Madrid. I bet. Right? Because Bellingham is scoring yeah, buckets of I goals. I would think that oh, Real, really? Real's in first, but Barcelona's second. No. No. Nope. Have they completely fallen off? No. No, I they're mean, right no? in it. Real Madrid right is okay. only one point behind. But there's the a leaders. surprise team. Ooh. I don't know who they are. Real Sociedad? No. Ooh, good. that was a good guess, though. Honestly, I would probably bet $5 that all three of you have never heard of this team before. <gasps> no. Well, that's 
I bet I've heard of it. I bet I've heard of it. Valencia, Sevilla. Guarantee I've heard. Almost guarantee I've heard of it. Because <laughs> I'll bet one of them pushing. Of we're pushing fifty. Bilbao. <laughs> um, Well, we have a little Leicester story going on oh, in yeah. La Liga. Yeah. Because oh. the team that's leading La Liga right now is actually Girona. Girona. All right, I'll be honest. I've never heard of I've Girona. I've heard of Girona, but I, I don't know much about him. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a Shakespeare. I'll be fair. I d- I've never heard of Girona. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. And I have no idea how they're leading right now. Because Bellingham, leading goal scorer, I mean, he just got injured. Like, isn't he? Yeah. He's out shoulder? for like. Shoulder? I don't, I don't know. Something like that. Well, Ancelotti said we are not worried about scoring without him. I don't know. Maybe they should be worried. Yeah, yeah. I should be worried. Because he went he how many games with a goal? A lot of goals. He had like a nine or ten games. How many goals Maybe. he scored? I, don't know. I know he's leading the La Liga, right? I think like ten goals in La Liga. Yeah. Oh wow! What is he playing? What position is he playing? Sort of only an attacking midfield. Yeah, Doesn't attacking really trade out and out yeah. striker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which which game was a couple two weeks ago where he had like two goals at the very like the in Barcelona, Barcelona. El Clasico. The Clasico, yeah. There we go. Classico. What game? It was the El Clasico. El Clasico, yeah. <laughs> Some little game. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. What about Holland? With guys. all the Americans, they're leading. Who are all the Americans you are referring there to? There are three right Americans now? on the first place team. Three. Okay. Three. Can I guess? Yeah. <laughs> You're not guessing. Sorry, what's the question here? Who's leading Holland? The Dutch league. Oh, okay. The Vizier. Yes. Who's leading? I thought you were talking about Erling Holland or no, something. No, no, You're no. You got to call the league the name of the Air league, not Holland. I'm I would have looked at you like you were crazy. I'd be like, what? Yeah. Does anyone care? Yes. No. They're Americans. It's a Champions if League spot, Americans and there are three Americans. We care. I'm going to go PSV that. then. That's right. Hey, well, what are three Americans? Is that where uh, what's his name? Yeah, it's where, where Miles, Miles is, is going. Pro- probably yep. where Miles it will is be the go. fourth American. Yeah. But who are the other three? And it because you know who the general manager is. Yeah, Ernie, it's, uh, Ernie, Ernie Stewart. Ernie yeah. Stewart. So who are the three Americans? Who are the three Americans? Simon, can you name them? All? Mm. I can name one or two, <laughs> at least. All right, well, let's hear them. Serginho Dest, correct. Ooh. Uh, Ricardo Pepe, correct. Yeah. Where did Hoppy end up? Who? Oh, he's in Germany. Can you, can you give us a position? He's a midfielder. <sighs> give it to us, Dave. You forgot, too. I forgot going to, you went to your phone. <laughs> that doesn't count, Simon. Doesn't he doesn't count. know. You it's, win, it's, Simon. I'm forgetting his name. I'm going to do a change-up in the middle of this, too, because I Ooh. want... I want to know what your your thoughts are with Manchester United right now. We're talking oh. about the other. Oh. Since you're a fan of United and the dumpster fire that's happening there, um, you know, if, you, what's if Phil Neville is Phil the outspoken, not Gary. Phil, yeah. Phil Neville, yeah. Phil, Phil, he's a firm believer that it all has to do with the ownership and the mat like. The upper echelon, and if you look at from Jose to to Solshire to now, you know Ten Hag, that you're just saying, okay, it's definition definition of insanity if you're going to keep blaming it on the coach. Oh, it's Malik Tillman. Sorry. So, do you think, Dave? I, this is my, my this is my question to Sorry. you as a Man U lover. Do you do you think Gary is right that the biggest issue at Man United is the 
whole standard that the ownership and the management have from making sure that the fans right have like a great experience that the bar is here the training facilities like the old manchester a club that supposedly should be you know it's definitely one of the most recognizable brand names of football in the world is not setting the standard by leading with saying here's what the fan experience should be here's like the energy that should be brought to the club and then everything else transpires down from that like that's kind. If I'm going to paraphrase really quickly, that's that's Neville's kind of point of view. Do you agree with him? And do you or do you think that the next coach can come in and be like, "Oh, Ten Hag actually he's got it all wrong." If I'm Potter or whomever, I can come in there and fix that. Give me a chance. I'm Dave Katz. I can come in there. Look at the these players aren't that bad. I can fix the problems. I'll well, have this team winning and being in in Champions League in no time. Well, so so we've had a player recruitment problem for sure because we've played a lot of money for some players who are not quite as good, and that's you could say but that's ten part hog, of the infrastructure. Ten Hog, who you like, brought in yeah. Anthony. He was yeah, his yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 for sure. And that's what I was just going to say. They've had money to recruit. Every new and coach they have. Has had. They spent money. Absolutely. So that's what I would say is it's not you know if you look at Manchester United under Alex Ferguson, right. First of all, a couple of the teams were not phenomenal teams, and he still won the league, right, because he was just a terrific coach, right? And at that time, people were talking about how our training facility was not first rate. You know, uh, if you go back to Roy Keane, he said that, you know, the crowds, they're, they're not real because there's such a, you know, all these people coming in for all Europe. He accused the, the fans of having their prawn sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's been going on for a long time, and the common denominator was winning under Alex Ferguson. So you get a good coach, and it's all solved. I mean, and, and Tottenham is another perfect example of this. Everybody said Tottenham is a club that's in shambles because the owner, Daniel Levy, is a nightmare, and he can't deal with stuff, and he does all kinds of crazy shit, right? And... All they do is they bring in a good coach for once and boom, top of the table. Okay. Well, I'm going to back into a corner here because you've said many times on this podcast that Ten Hag is a terrific coach. I think so. So what's happening now? Mm. Um, you know, I think a little bit is um, there's been some unluckiness. Um, they've, they've had a couple some games where they've been terrific and have not won. They've had some games where they've been awful too. Wait, wait, um, we're talking about this year. Yeah, this year. Ouch. This year. A I'm coming the, at you hard here, Dave. I know, a couple I'm of the early in, games. I'm, I'm coming at you hard. You didn't uh, see this curveball coming. No. But they have not looked good at any point this season. That's not true. Oh. That's not true. If you watch the game in no, game I've out. No, I've watched every single game. There were several games where our expected goals were really, really high. Expected goals against for like nothing. They were really dominant. They just couldn't score. Um, now, you could say that's a finishing problem. Recently, that's not true. Recently, they've actually... And and you as a player will know Recently this. Recently is in the last six games because... Yeah, but I would say... That's like the, the majority of well, the season. Well, say somewhere about the half point. So we're 10 games in or whatever. The first five, six games, they look really good. And then the last five, they haven't. Yeah. So I agree with that. Okay. Um, I'll give you that. All right. But, you know... You as a player will know this. If you don't get results, you very start to, you know, you feel, oh, what about this and what about that? And, and of course, the other thing that's really happened. So uh, um, Ten Hag, one of the things that he did is he fixed the midfield and he fixed the backs right away. He did that by getting Casemiro and he did that by getting Varane and he did that by getting Martinez, right? 
And in the last five games, he's lost Casemiro and he has lost Martinez. They are not the same side at all without those players. So he's lost his fix. Okay. So that's what I, if you ask me what's happened recently, the biggest hole in the whole team, Martinez, people are like, oh, Martinez is too slow. He's too small, whatever. But he is on a guy all the freaking time. He wins the ball up the field. He plays beautiful outlet balls. And he creates goals for them by doing that. And they don't have that. I mean, his loss is a gaping hole. And instead, we've been lining up Maguire and Lindelof. And those guys, as we know, not getting it done. Don't forget the GOAT, Johnny Evans. Yeah, Johnny Evans came back, right? That's right. And, you know, next thing you know, it will have our another center midfield will go down, and it'll be Fred back. And then we're right back to where we were. Fred Fred is still on the team? Yes. Oh, really? Is that Fenerbahce? Oh, is it Fenerbahce? Yeah. So I think, you know, Roy Keane is on your side that he thinks, yeah, you shouldn't change coach. You got to give Ten Hag more runway because um, he, you know, he got the team to the Champions League last year, right? So you say that was a successful year for him, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. But right now he's up against it, man. He is totally up against it. Right now he's going to have to do his absolute best coaching job because he's lost the what he fixed yeah. he fixed the center back and he fixed the defensive midfield and that gave a platform for the front to shine and he's lost it all all those players are injured yeah so and now you know I, one thing i'll say is that he fixed it with you know a couple of players and that is not fixing the whole system it's the step on the way then you get the next player and the next player up and so right now the players who he has as the backups are not his fixes and they're not good enough so you know, Manchester United squad right now is, is a, you know, a couple of cre- key injuries away from being a very mediocre team, and those injuries would be Varane and Martinez and Casemiro. Who do you think the captain of Man U should be? Oh, I think Bruno Fernandes, who is the captain. Uh, they've been talking about taking it away, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, but I don't get that because he's not the classic whatever. He's His energy level, he plays defense, he creates. To me, he's been absolutely terrific. If he... Had been in a better Manchester United side, he'd be like, you know. Roy Keane agrees that he should not have the captain's band after at least the last couple of games the way he's acting. Well, everybody doesn't like, you know, he's not the classic. Just, doesn't you know, think he should be able to, like, he can't show, like, his frustration the way he yeah, has at the end yeah. of the games where things aren't going right. Like, that's not captain's Says behavior. Roy Keane, who literally broke <laughs> Erling Holland. Well, I mean, Alf Holland's yeah. leg because he was so frustrated about his injury, right? I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So he's saying he's uh, two-faced. Yes. Yeah, he probably is. I mean, that guy wore he's his Irish sleeve and occasionally right? he would just kill somebody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Um, all right. Rush so, of blood to the head. Simon, I feel like we took over your European segment completely. <laughs> what else do you want to what talk about? Let's Champions Europe. League. What Champions are we, who League. are we liking in the Champions League? Man City, Real Madrid. Okay. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, everybody's, there's a lot of people have been sort of riding off Man City, blah, 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 blah. And I don't get it, right? I mean, I know now Erling Holland's gotten an injury, an ankle. I mean, if he was out for a long term, it doesn't look that way. But if he were out for a long term, that's a different story. But any Pep Guardiola side with the Man City players they have, and you have Erling Holland, that's still the best team in England. It's still the best team in Europe. Simon, you think Newcastle is going to make it through the group? No. No. 
I mean, but so it's it, better for them to just to have gotten. In so the who's Champions in that? That's uh, Milan, PSG, Dortmund, and, and Dortmund, and Newcastle, and Newcastle. Yeah, so that's a tough group. That's a real tough, like group. really group. tough group. Yeah, it's a group of death for sure. Yeah. My question is, how is AC Milan in a group three, and how is Newcastle in a group four? Like. I mean, like the way they set that up, it was just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, this is the classic UEFA coefficients, right? That you in pot, you're talking about the pot, the draw yeah, pot. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. They have the draw pot, and it's like voodoo. I mean, yes. like I know, like technically they have to since Newcastle's first time in the Champions League yeah. in like forever or whatever. Yep. But yeah, yeah, doesn't Newcastle, make sense. Our boy Miggy, though. Yeah, still mm-hmm. playing strong, man. Still playing. Yeah. That guy is showing showing up for Atlanta United fans. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's he's still so fun to watch. Like yes, he he's is. an excellent player. Like I mean, yeah. so, I mean that's why I, I now I know why I was at Bobby Dodd and I looked over. I said, "Who is that who guy?" Is that guy. <laughs> I said, "Who the hell is Bobby that Dodd guy?" Sitting next to me, he's like, "Who the hell is that guy?" <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, but I'm glad First he's on our team. Sixty seconds of the game, uh-huh. I turn like, "Who the hell is that guy?" Uh-huh. I was like, what kind of ball was that? Miggy I mean, Almarone. Miggy Almarone. That guy might celebrate too much, but he can play. He should celebrate. One thing I noticed even in the MLS playoffs is that all a lot of these other teams have gotten the message. They have individual songs for their players. Yeah. Uh, They're singing okay. actual individual players. Not us. Not us. Why? We don't have... You know, people say we have the best fan base, and I think we do. You know, they show up and they show oh. proud, and they're loud and they're awesome. But come on, give us some personal songs. We won the cup, and we've kind of been grasping. I mean, if there's anybody who deserves a personal song, it's Yakamaki's. I mean, Ooh. you could have like six songs for him because he's big and he's angry and he scores goals and he does every. I mean, come he's on, Greek. he's Greek. That's I what I said. He's Greek. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got to have a song. Can't be that hard. Who do we right? hire for this? Like, wh- who, who do we go to to come up? Like, how do these things happen? And we still on the same chance at the exact same time at the same game. Anyway, we won't go back to this. This is one of our pet peeves. <laughs> so, but yeah. at least yeah. we're not. But yeah. I noticed I was listening a little bit to say, okay, do other? Is it just us? And I do think that a lot of the chants are copied. It's mm-hmm. amazing how many of the same. All you know. Um, you know, all the same chance of an it's, you know, uh, esta noche tenemos de ganar, but then they say the different team, right? So it's the same chant, you know, and that's obviously stolen chant. So fine, you know, great, whatever. But a lot of these teams also have team, ch- you know, player, yeah. individual player chance. Even sometimes it's the same chant and they've changed the words. And I'm all, you know, yeah. it's not great, but it's better. Better than nothing. So bringing it back to Atlanta United, I think, there's a possibility that tomorrow night might be our last game. We don't think it will be based on our our votes here. I think there was over overall winning winning uh, vote here. Yep, we think they're gonna survive. We're at least gonna yeah. go to a game. Very three. optimistic of yes. us, but um, I'm probably not so optimistic about a rematch in in Columbus. Uh, but Dave, entering 2024, you would you rather have Pineda or the coaching staff at the Timbers, Portland Timbers? Oh. My God! Uh, oh. <laughs> so what the? Uh, I mean, so okay. Portland fires Giovanni okay, Severis. Are you going to give Pineda some praise now? Is this what like I'm? You've no, been I'm looking not for go some. Wait, 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 wait
So Giovanni Savarese has been there for six years, and he's been really good the whole time, you know. But you know, okay, so they slipped off a little bit. They were in a playoff, or they were actually in a playoff contention spot, even when they fired him. Um, you know, for a smaller market team, it's not terrible. But um, and uh, Miles Joseph, who I actually played with when I was a kid, is the he's interim the coach. But and he's done really, really yeah. well. He went five, one, and two over the last eight. And they just missed the playoff spot by one. Now, of course, that's not so great in the MLS because everybody makes the playoffs. <laughs> so missing the playoffs is not that great. But okay, so you have a choice. You can stick with Miles. He has no experience. So, okay, I can see not doing that. It's a big club. I'm never really in favor of that. I really would love at a bigger club anyway. I think a smaller club, sometimes you have to take a chance and hopefully get really lucky on an assistant coach. Yeah. But a bigger club, you want a, head, a coach with head coaching experience and has a great record. Um, that being said, they went for two coaches with a winning, two coaches with a head coach record, right? Phil Neville, who the last thing he did anything good was with, with the English women's national team. He did okay the first okay. year, but then he was awful in Miami yeah. and now they're rehiring him, right? And his assistant coach, Jason Christ, who, yes, admittedly, 12 years ago, had a decent run for three years with um, Real Salt Lake. But he had two coaching jobs since then, head coaching jobs. Bombed both of them. Coaches the U23s. Bombed that. Why? Who thinks that's a good coach? Evidently, not the... Portland Timbers supporting group because they, well, they I, like, came out with a letter of like I the, have a really? I have a I have a good friend from college who's season Army tickets older and yeah. he's not in Timber Army but he's got season tickets and he's like it was the worst decision yeah. in the history of decisions yeah they've come out and protested <laughs> really and yeah. they should because wow. you hired coaches with a proven losing track record yeah. this isn't Dang. hard folks but this is Ugh. why. Maybe we shouldn't have Pineda be the coach next year. Like we've we've got two and two and a quarter of history he here. He has a better record than Phil Neville, and he has a better record than Jason Christ. Yeah. I still think no, but so you're complimenting. I knew you could do it. <laughs> well, Good compared job, to those guys, guys yeah. you job. can have a rock. You know, hey Rock, which <laughs> starting lineup should yeah. be? Hey Rock, who do you think? Hey, what we should play? <laughs> I mean, at least Pineda gets the idea right. Just like, I hey, mean, when I say five that, in the I, back, but actually play five in the back. No. I'm, not even, I'm not even joking. If you took the Portland players and you made the head coach a rock and just asked them to sort it out themselves, they'd be better. <laughs> kind of like the old Sting. Yeah. That was how we played. Like, There's hey, some players that figured, they'll figure it <laughs> we out. We figured it out. Yeah. Could have been probably really good. We, <laughs> now, no offense, Jason, but we ran, the, I mean... The, the anyway, same asylums are anyway, run, running, what running the show. in the world <laughs> is that as a head coaching decision? I thought you were yeah. going to say, who would we get besides Pineda, but that's another whole yeah. thing. But I want to talk about one other head coaching job. The women's. The women's coaching. national team. Carmen, can you tell us who the new coach is? Oh, gosh. I'm not like, is it Emma Hayes? Emma I think that's Hayes. Emma Hayes. That's correct. Who actually, they came out like a, a week or two ago with like the last three candidates and she was Wasn't not on in it. it. So yeah. yeah, kind of a surprise, but from everything I've read, she sounds like a great pick. 
I'm liking her. What's her history? Where was she? Um, she's for? most recently Chelsea Women's okay. coach, and she'll be with them until May. That's the only thing I'm a little this is like. A big problem. Yeah. So the women's Premier League have been for I don't know seven or eight years. She's won six titles in seven years. Oh, oh my god! She's yeah. won the FA Cup five times. She's won the League Cup twice, there and go. she got to the Champions League final. Yeah. Like the only wow. thing she doesn't yeah. actually have the trophy is the Champions League. Yeah, she made it to the she final. Made it to the final. That's yeah. Yeah. So I mean, she sounds like a great, a great coach. She's mm. currently well, she just got what Katarina, uh, what's her last name, Macar- Macario, Macario, who I loved, and even though she's been hurt for like the last two years, and uh, who's the other one, the UCLA person who scored in their last game? Uh, ooh, she's she plays for them as well, so at least she has some U.S. connection. So. Um, I'm, ex- I'm excited about her. It's a great know. signing. How did U.S. soccer do that? <laughs> After all of the sh- shambolicness. Yeah. So it sounds like you guys are happy about this. Yeah. Yeah. No, you never know how it's going to turn out. Whenever yeah. you get a coach, you never know how it's going to turn out. But what all you can, you can't expect everybody to have a perfect tire every time. No way. Yeah. But yeah. what you expect, if you have a the, the Rolls Royce, which is what the U.S. national team is, is like the, you know, the keys to the kingdom, right? You expect yeah. to get a good coach with a winning record who's done really well. How does she get the... The U.S. women's team to have that underdog mentality forever. You don't need it. You've got the best players. If you play good tactics and you're smart and you 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 have good player evaluation. That's One of the it. things that's happened that's, that's been my horrible point. Of course is they've had the wrong it. players on the field. You have amazing players coming through all the time in the U.S. They are just players galore. Yeah. You have to be good at evaluating them. If you can do that and you're good at coaching the tactics, boom, you win every game. <laughs> yeah, but don't you have to have a little of that? Like, I felt like it was missing in this last World Cup. Is like That's why people say that's just an excuse. Maybe. Because honestly, they played no, hard for Andalowski, Maybe, right? but I could definitely read the energy in the room, Dave. That yeah, the, because was, the energy goes, you know this. If you have horrible tactics and you keep giving stupid serves and you can't score, the energy goes completely out of the room. There's no way. Yeah. It's not, not just the energy, but no, I felt like I felt like going into that World Cup that there was an arrogance, is what I'm saying, Oh, that was un, unwarranted. No, I think they were totally uh, had zero confidence going into that. Mm. They were projecting confidence I, because they didn't have any. They weren't playing well. They're like, "Oh, we're still the U.S." and they were pretending. Yeah, yeah I don't think. They I don't know that, that all the right things were said. I know. I believe that not all the right things were said, but there's something about her that, like, she came after. I just read this today. She came after the U.S. after the World Cup, basically being like, "Look, y'all are too much in the NWSL." We have people who are playing, like, you know, we got Champions League. We got all these yeah. different leagues. They got to react to different ways of playing. Yeah. And that makes them ready for a World Cup. Like, yep. I come at for you sure. and I can evaluate this team that maybe we haven't played, but y'all are playing the same people over and over and yeah. over again. And she's like, that, that's why y'all didn't do well. Yeah. And I think she's going to come in. She's going to come with the right tactics because she's good at that, you yeah. know. And I think she just has, from what I've read, I the thing is, I knew nothing about this woman before they, like, said she was the coach, <laughs> which is another reason I kind of like it. Like, I thought the U.S. was going to pick some, you know, we're going to steal somebody from Australia. We'll get and Laura who's Harvey. the superstar young English woman 
um, who plays for Chelsea. Um, you know, Lauren James. Lauren James. And her brother uh, is... Reese. Reese James. James. Right, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. um, she's coached her up, really. I mean, she's okay. really come around, and she's played under her. She's the only one she's played for. So okay. that's also promising. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited about Good this. Good hire. I, yeah, and both of us really didn't think that was going to happen. No. We were like, we're going to screw this up. I was hopeful, but I knew we were going to screw gonna it up. We're going to rehire Andalowski. <laughs> that's but, what we do we just rehire we bad coaches right? else, i don't yes. know if there's a men's coach yes. i don't know if you but i kind of wonder and i don't know if this uh, is a bad thing i don't know if we're kind of giving up on the olympics because like we yeah. said she's not she's not available uh, until may yeah it's this re- is kind of yeah. crazy so the yeah. world the olympics is in the summer yeah. and she's finishing out the season with chelsea now it doesn't mean she's not going to already right. start coaching the u.s but she's finishing out the season with chelsea so she's not fully attention till May, and then they play in the what's the equivalent for women of a World Cup, basically yeah. two months later. Yeah. Right. So we'll That's see what happens. Okay. Yeah. So very excited. Is the is the Olympics important for women's soccer? Yes. Yeah. It's a full full out tournament. The women actually have basically a World Cup every two years mm-hmm. because they play Olympics and then they play World Cup. Okay. Right. Um, in the men's, it's the Olympics is an under twenty three tournament. It's not even full age, but the women, it's a full side. The only thing that's different is that the Olympics is a much smaller tournament, right? So many fewer teams qualify, um, but it's still you know the top it's considered to be a top. Tournament. Right. Yep. So we want to win it, but yeah. honestly, if it's something we give up to, you know, get, get a good get coach, a good coach and in place, go in the and right go, direction. I want to say a good coach, and I don't. And again, yeah. we haven't seen her yet, but a good coach doesn't need much time. But I'll be honest, I, I I hear y'all, but the Olympics is not the equivalent of the World Cup for the women's national team. No, it's not the equivalent. equivalent, but it's a major tournament for them. It is, but because that's only there's it's only sort of like that, a European Championships. For if you're if you're a European team, you got the World Cup and then the European Championships. European I would like to believe what you're saying. Major I trophy. I just think everybody tunes in. I mean, everybody's mad for women's U.S. soccer. When the World Cup happens, and they it are is, in the Olympics that's, too. That's why I'm being a little dramatic here. With but this. in the U.S., it's, it's so, also it's so splitting attention with other sports, of course, because yeah. Olympics or whatever. But from a women's soccer standpoint, it's a big. Yeah. It's definitely a European championship. But nationally probably. and globally, the World Cup is so big for the women. I would say, yeah, definitely World Cup number one. But the Olympics yeah. is the, it's next. Yeah, it's next, okay. and so yeah. And they announced where the one. new men's World Cup is going. Yes. Did uh, we talk about that? Didn't you say that they'd already picked like the next place after yes. the? Well, so we have the, let's the, end the on, madness. Let's end on this madness. Yeah. The madness. Yeah. So after the U.S. It's in and, Saudi Arabia, you said, right? No. So first of all, after the U.S. and Canada and Mexico host together, then right. it goes to then it goes to a tournament that's going to be on four continents over <laughs> seven countries or something. <laughs> you're just making up numbers at this yeah point. i'm making up the numbers but, but it's basically crazy. Right. there's like three starting games to- you start there's gonna be a group in south america there's gonna be a group i think in europe there's a group in africa i mean it's just like it's, it's like what is it it's the not anniversary what is it anniversary yeah it's like a, they're trying to make the world the whole world a world yeah. cup yeah. so you know you are based in that place first you know so you play all the first round games there so, like, if you're in South America, but some team in the middle of the tournament is going to win their group in South America, and then it's going to have to fly to Europe in the middle of the tournament. 
Didn't we say they'll be playing in like different seasons? And like not only that, yes, they will be different seasons because it's South America, North, you know, the, the, the hemispheres. Going hemispheres are different, <laughs> and you have like a the players have to undergo like a eight hour time change in the middle of it. Like talk about as you're a player, you're like. Okay, I went from summer to winter, or winter to summer, and I went to eight hours. I'm like, forget that. Yeah. Oh, FIFA. So, mm-hmm. But then they're going back to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, after that's, that. That's what's, what's that? But there's one in between, or? yeah. So four years after the U.S. is the madness, and then four years after that is Saudi Arabia. They're going back to yeah. the Middle East. Well... There's FIFA Uncovered. That's a great documentary on how Ooh. that madness all happens, by the way. Okay. Uh, another great documentary. I watched the David Beckham one on Netflix. Yep. Four-part series. We're going to stop the podcast now, but go watch that. I think Season we- two of Wrexham. Excellent. Oh, I haven't seen that. Got to go. Ooh, Ooh, be- I haven't either. I might it's, do that tonight. It's really, really good. Tonight? What? Yeah. Jesus. Selection day tomorrow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, on that note. All right, thanks wait, for wait, listening. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, Can we whoa. get the music? Oh, sorry. Gotta have dancing. Just like back in Guadalajara. You say, I do it, coach. Come on, international correspondent. Woohoo! <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.